My name is Ibi Aslam and you're listening to Ibi Aslam Uncensored. Welcome to my podcast where we discuss property, business, lifestyle and well-being. If this is the first time you are visiting us, then please hit the follow button on your app. Don't forget, we are also on YouTube. You can watch these interviews in full there too and join the discussions in the comments. Just search Ibi Aslam Uncensored. There's new episodes every week, so I'll see you there. So in today's episode, we have Danny, who specializes in social media marketing. I'm looking forward to speaking to her today to get some tips for you guys on how to build your personal brand, what we can do to get ourselves more noticed out there. If somebody asks you, what do you do? Mm. What is it? What's your role? What's your, what do you actually do? Um, in corporate marketing, I am a marketing manager. Yeah. So I predominantly look, look after my marketing team. Yeah. And most of our work is around managing client campaigns got it so we're also responsible for internal marketing like marketing the agency itself yeah but being still quite a small business mm. uh, there's we're a team of 20 at the moment a team which of is, 20 which, which is super exciting because which is deep that's a decent size company, it's a good right? size agency um for the work that we do and you know when i joined i joined the founder i was his first employee in 2019 so really? we've gone from a team of two to a team of 20 in three years. Doing something right. Yeah, exactly. It sounds small, but when you think that we've it's not small. 10x star personnel Definitely. in three years, that is quite impressive. So do, do does everybody have different specialities and different expertise a little bit? Yeah, generally speaking, what's quite interesting about our agency, like our founder, Mills, who owns it, he's only 26. So he's a year older than me. Right. Um, and I'd say that's like the average age of our team. So, wow. you know, we'll hire, well, as young as like 21, yeah, yeah, fresh yeah, yeah. out of university. And graduates think, get them in. Yeah. Um, so um, my newest marketing executive, I hired him straight out of university. Mm. So he joined us in June last year as soon as he did. He finished his exams and got his certificate. He yeah, was yeah. straight in with us full time. So. so, so, for example, um, how do you stay up to date with trends then and, and everything? What do you do to stay up to date with trends? Yeah, I think a huge part of it is actually just being a consumer yourself, right. but intentionally so. Um, mm. I think everyone knows what it feels like to be just endlessly scrolling at yeah. nine o'clock at night, but actually consuming social media with intention. So you're actually going there to look for trends. Mm. Um, there are some accounts, there are some people that make their brands about finding trends so there are social media experts on social that actually help document it yeah um but sometimes it's just about you know just a lot of it is pop culture led mm. so i've actually found it more useful recently to stay up to date with pop culture more so than anything else so for example um last night was the super bowl in america yep and rihanna was the headline performer yeah and that's what everyone's talking about today yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, and, you know, it might be music trends that are based off that. People are, like, using Rihanna songs on their TikTok videos today or... So you have to be aware of what's happening, right? Yeah, it, it's, it's... So it's pop culture... Massive. ...that has an impact on the rest of stuff, do you think? Yeah, generally speaking. Because, um, as well, mm. even things like... Big like sporting events as well, right? Sport and music are the massive ones. Because th these are the things that bring emotion out of people. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So they're the things that are going to have an impact on everyone else's that are going to be talking about it. Yeah. You're so right because when, imagine Man U Man City playing the next day in the office, it's always banter going on about yeah. this or that, right? Yeah, exactly. So big sporting events or big pop events, 
it's always gonna they're gonna set the trends for the next probably week, right? Yeah, exactly. And then it's something else is going on. Then something else is going on. Yeah, I'm sure. Like a few days ago, mm. everyone. I mean, the Brit Awards used to be iconic in the UK. You yeah. know, I remember when I was like a young teenager, like 13, 14, every year I'd actually sit in front of the telly and watch it for two hours because it yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. it was one of the best shows around mm. every year. Um, it's lost its relevance nowadays because teenagers don't want to sit and watch an award show for two hours because quite frankly, it's boring and you can probably just <laughs> watch the 15 second clips on TikTok later. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, some of the some of the trends and memes that have been going around this week, I'm sure everyone's seen Sam Smith in his massive inflatable mm. black latex suit. Yep. Like... That's probably controversial, right? Con and it yeah. gets people talking, right? Exactly. It gets people talking and like, you know, that's probably one of the most talked about moments of the entire award show. For, like, forget the winners. Yeah, Everyone's yeah, looking yeah, at what yeah. Sam Smith is wearing. Yep, yep. Um, and it's just identifying key moments like that. Sometimes mm. But how could a business though take yeah. let's just say a small, medium sized business, how could they get something like what's trending yeah. and apply it to and their make it relevant make it relevant yeah it is a challenge and i think that actually the real secret to success is knowing what isn't your trend to jump on mm. like not every trend is going to be right for you in your business true and it is important to know that before you hop on a trend because yeah, like yeah. you said some trends are inherently controversial yeah and you know do you want your business image to be wrapped up in that yeah 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 you know a lot of trends aren't mm. um, but but it does you know you do need to be careful so for example like some of the corporates that we work with you know when we're trying to incorporate trending concepts or trending music into the content they produce mm. actually we have to really pull it back because you know obviously a lot of the music that's trending nowadays it's not appropriate for a corporate brand yeah, yeah. Um, like a bank or something right or yeah exactly e even just like um, like swear words in songs is already a no, let alone songs about. Yeah. What do you know what I mean? <laughs> it can be it can it can be difficult. Yeah. So like it's whether you're a business, whether you're like a solo entrepreneur, or whether you have got like a big team, a big business. Mm. It is your responsibility or your brand team's responsibility to like look at it and go, is this something that we can jump on? And it actually, it feels right. There are yeah. some brands that are good at doing it, like particularly on Twitter. Um, some of the UK supermarket chains are really good at having um, banter that's relevant. And you'd think it doesn't make sense, but somehow they actually make it quite entertaining to follow. Mm. Um, and you've probably seen it, but they'll actually then speak to each other. So like Aldi might put a tweet out and then um, it might be Tesco that replies to it. Is it? Yeah, all on their official business accounts as well. So is um, this like intentionally done? Yeah. Right. Um, because it then when they start having a conversation like that, it goes viral. It's like, oh, lol, like, look what Aldi said. Oh, haha, yeah, look what Lidl said. And, mm. and then it becomes like a whole thing. Interesting. So yeah. see, like, see, w one of the questions I wanted to ask you is because my view is mainly in business and entrepreneurs and maybe coaches and people that want to be business owners and yeah. that sort of thing, and even in the property world. So if they're posting organically just on Instagram yeah. or Facebook, um, can they find customers through there or do they need to spend ads to get to reach out to more people? Paid media and ads will always help you reach more people. Yeah. But I think that having a foundation of like high quality content on your profile first is yeah. like essential. Oh, is it? Yeah. like. 
you know, if you're pushing yourself out there, you could spend yeah. like a hundred pounds on ads per day. Yeah. And you might be driving thousands of people to your page, but if there's nothing on it, they're not going to stick. Yeah. They're yeah, going to yeah. bounce right off. And that's not the impression that you want to leave. Right. So actually building up a really solid bank of high quality content first. Mm. And then when you're happy with that and you're like, am I proud if 10,000 people come and look at that page today? Right. You know, and that's like, OK, well, that's a good time to start thinking about mm. rolling some ads through. I think that the way that social media platforms are heading towards at the moment, they're really evolving their search feature. Which one specifically, like Instagram? Instagram. Specifically Instagram and TikTok. Right. Um, quite interestingly, for the Gen Z age bracket, mm. um, they are more likely to search TikTok for something than right. Google, which I thought was wild because, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when did that? When did when did TikToking things? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. TikTok it. You know, we say we Google it, mm. but you know, the younger generation. Is that where it's going? Right. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, like if um, I used to cycle around Manchester every day, mm. um, and I remember being stuck down a street one time, going on YouTube and searching how to fix a punctured tire. Right. But I guess if I was like 15, like now, if I was 10 years younger, I might go on TikTok and go how to fix my bike. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'll probably get a whole bunch of 15 second videos. that's like how to fix your bike. Wow. You know, that's sort of where it's heading. But within the actual app itself, they're increasing opportunity for SEO. So like, you know, on your website and you're thinking about what keywords you're using and what titles you're using and, yeah. and all of that kind of stuff. That's actually happening within social media platforms now because wow. it's in their best interest for you to find the content that you're looking for. Because right. if you find what you're looking for, you're going to spend more time on the app. Yeah. You'll be scrolling more, reading more, watching more and seeing more adverts. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's their revenue. So the longer they can keep you on the app, the more money they make. Mm. So it's in their best interest to give you what you want. So you'll notice specifically on Instagram, the amount of tabs you've now got on the explore page. Right. It's more than it used to be. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah, actual yeah. effectiveness is growing all the Them time. Them small videos that are there, you mean? Yeah, so when you go onto the Explore search page. page you yeah, mean? the search page. So yeah. you've got um, at the top now, because I was using it earlier for something, but you can search for accounts, you can search for topics, yeah. you can search for hashtags still, you can search for places. They're, they're like that style, style relationship, yeah. Yeah, so the search function has just got a lot deeper and it will scan... It can scan your bio for keywords. So if you put um, entrepreneur, business coach, whatever it might be in yeah. your bio, that now contributes to search results. Mm. Um, and everything that you write in your captions contributes to your search results as well now. So if you're putting up a video. Yeah, so if I'm searching football, yeah, then football ones will come up. Yeah. 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 So if you're creating content as an entrepreneur uh, and a business mentor, Mm. even if it's a video of like your podcast like it is now and yeah. it's a 30 second clip you've still got to write in the caption a good few sentences with those keywords in about what's actually happening yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. are you talking about property are you talking about mental health because those few sentences will feed back into the algorithm and when someone's searching for that they'll be more likely to find it um and that's, that's similar with TikTok. Obviously, TikTok's got a much shorter word limit. But yeah, yeah, yeah. their hashtag search engine is, is 
quite solid. So where are business owners going wrong, do you think, like, in mm. terms of... Because every time I post, I know I put a decent caption now. Yeah. And I put, like, between four and six hashtags. Yeah. Like, what should they do? Like, what some tips you can give to someone? Um, generally speaking, yeah. on Instagram, it's not hashtags that actually generate views for you anymore. Right. Um, they're there for... They can help with the SEO, with the search engine part. Right. But you would get the same effect from all like not having hashtags at all and actually just writing a caption with those words in it, if that makes sense. Um, actually, the best way to reach people that don't follow you on Instagram now, in fact, one of the only ways to reach people that don't follow you on Instagram yet mm. is through Reels. So quite often, if you've got a business account, you can actually break down the analytics for each post. Yeah. But if you're posting a photo or if you're posting... Um, like a, a swipe photo yeah, yeah. on your feed. When you pop it out, it it might say, out of all of the people that saw this post, 80% of them already followed you. However, if you post a reel, mm. and it will get, you know, it might get a few hundred or a few thousand or even better, a few tens of thousand views. When you actually go to the same insights panel for that post, mm. it's more likely to be in the reverse. Right. And it will be 80% of the people that saw this don't follow you yet. And that's where the opportunity is. So Instagram has wired itself to, mm. it wants you to create reels. Sure, put photos on there if you want, but it, they want you to create reels because it's in their best interest. If they want to compete with TikTok as a platform, they need more of that video content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's what, it's like incentivizing. Um, it's like, um, Dubai being tax free because they want they want more people to go there. How do you where do you see like just from what your knowledge have you have you done research into XRP? I mean sorry Bitcoin and Ethereum. Um, not so much recently. Okay. I feel like you just left it in there. I've just left it in there for now. I think decentralized finance is inevitable, but it didn't come as soon as we thought. In the same way, um, everyone kicked off about the metaverse mm. last year. Everyone thought it was the shit. After Facebook announced After it. After Facebook announced it. And it's like, okay, well, where is it now? The yeah. metaverse exists in so many ways, but we just don't think about it. In the same way, everyone right now is kicking off about AI. Like, AI is new. Yeah. It's not. Mm. Like, social media have been running AI algorithms since 15 years ago. Yeah. It's like, well, what's trending? Because every year it's a different trend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not to say that those things aren't exciting or yeah, they're yeah. not useful. It's just the time and place. Well, it's not as it's not as rapid as everyone thinks when it comes to technology. Yeah, yeah. So when when they announced the metaverse, mm. in itself as a concept, it's existed for a long time, a blend of the digital and the real worlds. So, you know, there's lots of different ways that you can experience that. Like virtual reality is not new. I remember being like an eight year old and having uh, the iToy game on my PlayStation Two. Like, tell me how that's different, mm. <laughs> you know? So, like, it's not a new technology by any means. It is really interesting how we can connect with each other, though. Yeah. Um, but, again, it's not going to be a three-month thing and everyone's going to be having their Oculus headsets on. Yeah, yeah. Because the technology is still so new, the price bracket isn't right. Right. Like, how many people want to spend £500 on a VR headset? Yeah, 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 yeah. To play, I don't know, the Facebook metaverse, it looks... It looks like they've used the graphics look worse than the Nintendo Wii from 10 years ago. <laughs> and these people are floating around without legs on. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, I've, 
that looks familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because that's how we used to play like Wii Sports and whatever, and the golf and shit. But, mm. um, you know, it was hype. Everyone was talking about it. There were metaverse experts. Um, but it's not, it's not an instant transition and it can never be with technology because there's 8 billion of us on this planet and we're not all going to get it at the same time. True, true. So equally, everyone's talking about AI right now. Yeah, I was going to ask you about AI. So yeah. see AI and chat GBT, same thing? Yeah. Okay. So the, the chat, I always get the P and the T the wrong way around, but <laughs> uh, that chat bot is powered by machine AI. learning AI, yeah. Right, okay. So, I mean, I've already met a few people in the last week and I already know that they're kind of using chat GBT, GPT, mm. for like, um, for scripts and so many things. Yeah. So it's like, they're, it's like they're not even thinking anymore. Yeah. The use case for it is wild. Yeah. The only caveat being mm. machine learning AI. So in order for it to generate a response, yeah. it has to be fed information to spit it back out at you. Right. So the information that it's taking in is anything and everything that it can scrape from the internet as it is right now. From Google and from here and there. Yeah. So right. it basically searches for you and sticks everything together in the right order. Right. Problems lie where things haven't been documented right. Right. So it can't, it, it might not be able to discriminate what's fake news and what's not. Right. Um, sometimes it just gets details wrong. So, for example, there was an AI convention, I think, last week. Mm. Microsoft unveiled that it was going to be bringing ChatGPT into Bing search and power Bing using the same technology. Okay. Because they've wanted to get the market share off Google for a long time. Google yeah. owns like 95% of the search market. Mm. And Bing, like, who, whoever, do you ever Bing anything? Do you mm. ever, no. <laughs> um, and Google panicked and then rushed to show off their AI system at the same event. It's called BARD. Um, is it out yet? It, oh, is it out yet? That's a good question. I'm not sure. But they it will be coming out, won't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. They, they demoed it. They asked it a question about the Hubble telescope, I think. Mm. Um, or just, an, it was an astronomy fact. It was like. Probably by the time this podcast does go out, it yeah. probably will be out, right? Yeah, probably. It was like, oh, like, um, what is this telescope famous for taking a picture for, of? Mm. The question was something like that. And it's, a, it's quite a well-known historical fact. And it just got it plain wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Google made that. And you could Google it and get the right answer. So it's like, how did your AI bot get the wrong answer? Yeah. So, you know, like, AI is very helpful, especially with generating media now. You, you know, you said writing video scripts or, you know, <laughs> writing emails, mm. um, planning out documents and presentations and you know, whatever it might be, but a huge part of it is remembering to do your own fact-checking. Yeah, um, which a lot of people just don't do, they're just lazy, aren't they? No, um, so it's just, it is just important to know that machine learning AI, what it spits out is a product of what it takes in, and what it takes in isn't always right, and yeah. it's also not always representative. Mm. So I'm sure you've heard the phrase, history is written by the victors. Right. Um, so a lot of the media on the internet is written by the Western world, the developed world. Mm. Um, and then within that, the white Western world. Mm. So for example, um, somebody did an experiment on um, an AI bot and they fed it some court cases and asked it to generate, you know, what sentences would you give these people based on what they've done? Yeah. Um, and the AI system, there was, for the same crimes, gave black men 
heavier sentences than white men that committed the same offences. Okay. Because it's been fed information from a system where historically black men have been discriminated against and given heavy sentences. So mm. the AI bot thinks that, that that is just the way it is. Yeah, that's facts. Because that's the data that's been put into it. So it's like, mm. oh, well, <laughs> it's going to put the same data back out. That and could be dangerous though, right? Yeah, Things isn't it? You know, you've they? really got to look. Mm. Um, obviously, like, for the most part, you know, for general use, it's fine. I would yeah. encourage to fact check. But for really important things, it is just worth noting that all of this information comes from somewhere and are you happy with where that information comes from? Yeah, I think it's just so important. Any information, you just got to fact check it, right? Yeah. Instead of people just hear things here and, oh, well, they just believe it, but it's not true, is it, sometimes? Yeah. So um, how can somebody, somebody a beginner mm. in any business, what would be your best advice? How should they build their personal brand? The first thing is understanding who your target audience is. Okay. So if you're building a personal brand, mm. who are your target consumers? Obviously, everyone wants to have a million followers. Yeah. But, you know, you're not going to have a million customers or a million students if you're running a course or whatever. Yeah. So you've really got to pin down who is it that, that is going to be paying you? Mm. Who's going to be buying from you? Whatever yeah. it is that you sell because it's that market that you need to go and find. For example, maybe you're an e-commerce brand mm. um, and you're selling sneakers. Sick, TikTok is a great audience for that because they're heavily skewed to 18 to 24 year olds. Yeah. However, as a finance expert, you might be better suited to somewhere like Instagram or YouTube because people are more likely to search using YouTube. Yeah. Um, and equally, Instagram has a slightly older demographic. Mm. Sure, there's 18, 24-year-olds on there still, mm. but it's more evenly balanced with that 24 to 34 age group that are probably more professional, a bit further in their careers, and they're looking for that kind of content as well. So it really... So it depends on your niche, Yeah. who the person is that's going to buy from you, Yeah. and then produce, see which platform's better... Yeah. And then focus on content that's appealing to them. Yeah, focus on content that's appealing to them. And in terms of creating content, mm. I always think you're looking for macro content, so a full podcast episode or a full video. Yeah. And then you're looking for micro content. So um, a lot of people will be, you know, rattling their brains to think of 10 TikToks to post this week. Yeah. And they're all completely different. Um, however, it would save you a lot more time if you recorded one 20 minute long video like this yeah and you shattered it into tiny pieces yeah yeah and then you posted them across a few weeks yeah i do that yeah um because it's easier for you it's easier for your team it's cheaper yeah um but it also reinforces the message of the content you're creating mm. because they all kind of bind together yeah. if you're putting out 20 videos and they're all completely different what's the message yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so when you're new You've really got to teach not only your audience, but the algorithm, what are you about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Interesting. having fewer topics almost then works in your favour. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I can come to Ibi because, you know, a lot of his guests talk about property and business, mm. you know? So those are your key things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know you as a cryptocurrency expert, so I'll no. probably go to someone else for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not to say that you can't talk about it, but it's... The overall impression that you give off 
Mm. Um, and that's a really important part of how people find you and what makes them want to stay as well. Interesting. So what does a brand mean to you? Like brand, when someone says, I want to build a brand, like what's the first thing you say to them? I say like their brand is who they are. Right. Um, because you can't fake brand. Mm. And always a brand is, everything works when you're being authentic. Mm. Because people can feel it. Um, they can feel it in your content, they can feel it in the way that you speak, the way that you write, yeah. the way that you present yourself. One of the things that I've always been a little bit confused about, see like for example someone like Gary Vee mm. or Tony Robbins, yeah. for example. Like, I, when I think of Tony Robbins, I don't think of like any logo that's attached to him, no. right? Same with Gary Vee. So they are what they are, yeah. right? But then you've got someone like Nike, we don't know who the owner of Nike is or it's no, there's no person that's attached to that but yeah. there's this there's the sign right Nike yeah. but that's a brand and then that's a brand as well mm. so what's the difference the term personal branding comes yeah. into play here so is your brand you as a person yeah or is do you want your brand to be a faceless organization mm. and that obviously then means that you're producing very different types of content yeah 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 so you know if you're running a podcast it makes sense that your brand is you yeah. Because it's you that we're watching. Mm. You know, like, how many people actually know what Gary V does? We all know that he produces content. Yeah. But I don't think, I mean, not even I fully understand the breakdown of how VaynerX and his various media mm -hmm. companies actually work or what they do. Yeah. It's very intricate. Um, but a corporation like Nike, they tend to be more product-based as well. Yeah. So Gary V... Um, he, he runs a media company and that's yeah. a service-based business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people work with him, whereas a brand like Nike is a product business and you buy their trainers. You, you're not going to have the founder of Nike's face on your trainers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So it, I think it depends on it, what you're selling as well. If yeah. you're an entrepreneur, if you're a mentor, a coach, that's all about you. Yeah. Um, so it's actually you that needs to be memorable more so than your company name or whatever yeah. logo you put against it. In fact, you probably get away with not having a logo at all. That's what I was thinking, right? Um, yeah, for sure. Because you don't really need a logo. Because even right now, I haven't. a few people have come to me and said to me that, where's your logo? And I was like, I don't really need a logo. Why do you need no. a logo for? We just need to know who you are. Exactly. Yeah. But then if I was to go and create something like a product or something, then, then yeah, maybe I do need to be remembered by something, right? Yeah, or, or if you wanted to create something that wasn't specific to you, yeah, like an agency. Yeah. So Stephen Bartlett's agency is Social Chain. It's not all about him. Um, he's built it in a way that the company now runs on its own and he's left. Yeah. But that company is still operating. It's still really, um, you know, one of the most popular ones in the UK. Yeah, 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 yeah. So as a business, as someone who's, who's in business, do you think that it's really important to use ads? I think so. You know, because over the years, there's always going to be new platforms and there's going to be new features on those platforms yeah. that incentivize you to create organic content and grow organically. Yeah. So, for example, when TikTok first came out, mm. because it wanted people to migrate to that platform and create content on that platform because there was, well, there was nothing there yet. Yeah. You know, um, they made it easy for creators to get views, to get followers, mm. which is why you see people that joined TikTok in 2020 
have like hundreds and thousands of followers nowadays. Mm. It's not to say that's not possible now, but that opportunity for growth, yeah, like the the massive spike has passed. Yeah, yeah in the yeah. same way, the people that are most popular on Instagram, they've been on it for ten years or more. They're not influencers that popped up last year. Yeah, you know, they're people that have been posting for years and years. Yeah, and they saw their spike in you know like 2011. But inherently, how do social media sites make money? By ads, ads. right? So you've you've got to play the game. Because they're going to show that people that are paid, right? Yeah. And, you know, if you are picking the right platform and you've got the right content, it's not actually as expensive as you might think. You don't need to put in thousands of pounds. Even putting in a few hundred pounds is enough to actually push your content out to not only new audiences that don't follow you yet, but actually targeted audiences that are exactly the people that you want. Yeah, you can yeah. target by age, location, what they're interested in. Um, you can even go as granular as, <laughs> do you want them to be iPhone users or Android users? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are so many boxes that you can tick to really make sure that the right people are seeing your stuff. Yeah. It's almost, it's silly not to. Like I said earlier, if you've got a foundation of content on your page, you yeah. know, you've got a bunch of videos there, and if 10,000 people looked at your page tomorrow, you'd be proud. Yeah, yeah, If yeah. you can say, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for loads of people to see this, you know, just start. Even 10 pounds a day gets a fair bit of traffic. Yeah, sure, sure. So. Do you think Facebook is dead in terms of, like, its popularity and, you know, because I, I don't yeah. know many people now that are on Facebook, but, but for some reason people still use Facebook for ads. Yeah, um, so there's there's a few things about Facebook and Facebook ads. So Facebook as an organic platform, mm. I feel like it has died a death. Um, I can't pinpoint it exactly, but it just seemed like a natural course of progression. In the same way, I'm sure that in five years' time, mm. I don't think Instagram is even going to be what it is now. Really? Yeah, it's definitely slowed down. Mm. Um, I feel like the pull is towards TikTok now. But I, I did feel like Facebook maybe died out quicker than I imagined it would. When I was, I mean, going back to when I was, I remember being 12 and faking my birthday because you had to be 13 to get in, mm. you know, and that Facebook was exciting back then and yeah. everybody used it. Um, it's not exciting. No it's more, not it? exciting. No, more, no, not even like for my age group. No one in my age group uses it. My partner, he's 10 years older than me. His friends have stopped using it. Really? Yeah, apart from, you know, like, you might post family announcements on there, like, oh, I got married, or, yeah. oh, I've had a baby. But apart, nobody, you don't just open your phone and habitually scroll Facebook anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and even in older demographics, you know, like, um, you know, my parents are getting on for their mid-50s now. Not that Even they'd rather use Instagram. Really? Yeah. Wow. Especially like to keep up with us because if myself and my brother use Instagram more, mm. I mean, you know, have to get mum on Instagram as well so she can see what we're doing. True, true, yeah. Um, and I think that that natural course of progression is pulling them down in the same way. Yeah. I have TikTok to see what some of my, like my younger brother's doing. Mm. Some of my colleagues are younger than me and they post videos. I feel like it's just trending yeah, yeah, yeah. downwards. Obviously, it takes longer for us to catch up yeah definitely. the older that we get but true it's just sort of treadmilling out isn't it yeah 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 yeah. how many times do you think sh uh, someone should post in a day on instagram or any social media platforms 
I think that it depends what type of content you're posting as well. So, okay. for example, an Instagram reel, mm. those could go quite well daily because the algorithm wants that content right now. Okay. It rewards you for that. Yeah. But things like photo posts, mm. two a week. Okay. Uh, and a good way to sort of test this, because it, it will change mm. from not on a week-to-week -week basis, but every couple of months you might see shifts in the way that it works. But if I scroll my home feed now for people that I follow, yeah. I'll see reels that were posted maybe 10 minutes ago or an hour ago. Yeah. They're quite fresh. But any photos in that home feed, they can be up to two days old. It will say, oh, this photo is from... 21 hours ago and it'll still be and it's there. still in my home feed right if you maybe look at reels on a daily basis yeah um photo posts or even like the swipe posts two a week mm. um, because if you put it in there every day you're not going to appear in someone's home feed twice or three times in one go yeah true so it just you might as well just bank that content for next week yeah, yeah, yeah um yeah. equally tiktok operates fine or like once a day i mean i know some people say oh you should be posting three times a day but honestly i don't think that that's giving the algorithm a fair chance to actually put the first video out there yeah yeah yeah. you know um but then how does someone like gary v post six times a day because i've actually literally seen some of his posts they post six times a day they post, yeah they do post They're a lot crazy right it is but i feel like if you went back in time mm to when the the biggest spike of his growth happened. Yeah. Was he posting six times a day no. when he made that exponential leap? No. Because I feel like um, I've not followed him for, I know he, I think he was on Instagram from as soon as it started, but he's posting six times a day now. That's now. But yeah. how fast is his audience growing now? Mm. You know, is he, or is he just posting six times a day to keep the audience that he's got Mm. interested you know there's lots of reasons why he might be posting six times a day that has nothing to do with growth True. it might even be just testing different types of content yeah, yeah, yeah so one of them might be a video of him talking in car one of them might be like a proper like professionally recorded podcast episode you know which one does my audience like best today They're testing things maybe we should do more of that you know um interesting but yeah. he's got a massive team as well yeah, he's got a lot he's of people. Got, he's got a social media media team now, hasn't he? Yeah. So they just produce it for him because they always yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sure everyone would post six times a day if they had thirty people working for them. Of course, of course, <laughs> yeah. So what do you think of Snapchat? Do you think it's still current? And if it is, what age range and you know yeah. tell me about that. Snapchat is very much still current. Okay. Interestingly, so um, you know, four days a week I said I work in corporate marketing. Mm. We do recruitment marketing in particular. Mm. Um and within recruitment marketing, we're looking at graduate and early careers. So we're looking at getting um, young people straight out of high school or straight out of university into their very first jobs. Right. Um, so it's that 18 to 24 age group. Who's on Snapchat. And they are very much on Snapchat still, which is interesting because it's the only platform that has actually stayed relevant for that age group. Consistently, right? Consistently. Mm. Because, you know... Um, I'll use me and my boyfriend as an example again. So he's 10 years older than me, but when yeah. he was like 20, he was on Snapchat. Equally, when I was 20, I was on Snapchat. True. And my brother's 20 and he's on Snapchat. It's, so it's like, what is it about Snapchat that has stayed relevant? And I actually think that it's because Snapchat is one of the only social networks mm. where it still feels personal. 
There are influencers on there, but you don't see their follow accounts. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's not that kind of platform. It's, everything's personal, isn't it? Everything is personal. Um, Interesting. And you, what is timeless? Like, friends. Having friends is timeless. Yeah. The way that we talk to them, the app that we use to message them, that will change. Um, but I think feel like Snapchat has stuck around because it does feel personal. And interestingly, Snapchat is our highest performing advertiser for recruitment marketing. Yours? It always outperforms ads on Instagram and TikTok for wow. that age group. So see someone like a business like me, if mm. I wanted to grow like my property marketing out there, yeah. or my business coach, whatever, how do I, can I spend money on ads with Snapchat? Yeah, of course you can. To get more out there? It's a really easy to use ad platform, to be fair. Right. It is very user-friendly. Um, I feel like a lot of people sleep on it. I feel like it's, it should be massive for e-commerce. Mm. Um, I think it's just quite often overlooked um, because most people use it as a personal network. It's like, oh, like, but I don't even have a business Snapchat profile. You don't need one. Yeah. You don't need to have a business Snapchat page. Mm. Um, you can run ads. You can choose what name you want to type in the corner. Um, and then away you go. And when they swipe up, they go to But how to would you post on Snapchat, though, if, you, if you're spending money on ads? Like, how would you do it? You don't need to. Okay. You just straight up don't need to. So you, we could use your podcast clips on a Snapchat ad. Um, and you don't even have to have a Snapchat account. Wow. For you or your podcast. Really? Yeah, it's called, um, we call it dark advertising. Right. So those ads aren't linked to a profile. Mm. Um, and when they swipe up, they go to, well, whichever website it is that you've typed in for them to go to. Yeah. Uh, whereas, for example, if you see an ad on Instagram, you can click the link it wants you to click, yeah. but you can also tap their profile name and actually go to their page. Right. So on Snapchat, it doesn't have to be that way. Really? you can just have them swipe up and go to a website. Wow. So it's a really popular one. Especially if you want that age range people, right? Yeah, for that age range. We know it performs well for 18 to 24 year olds, but also for you know big corporate companies, they're not gonna have Snapchat accounts. No, no, you no. Know? Um, and, and you know, you'd be surprised at how many of them don't even have Instagram accounts. True. Um, but it is very accessible for advertising um, if you are interested in that age group. Um, to be fair, even 25 to 30 is a fairly active age group on Snapchat. I know a few people that are in yeah, that age. Yeah, still use it for like chatting to their friends. Yeah. Um, I think because you said it's personal, it's, it's private a bit, isn't it? Yeah. Interesting. What top tips can you give to somebody like who in, in marketing or something like that? Going to say anything? In marketing in general? For, for someone working in marketing or no, for no. someone that wants to learn about marketing? Someone that wants to learn about marketing. Sure. Like, what, what should they know? What should they understand? Um, they should understand that attention mm. functions like any market. It mm. is supply and demand. Yeah. When you know what the demand is yep. and you know what needs to be supplied, you win. Yep, yep. Um, because if you're supplying something that there's no demand for, it's going to be like talking to a brick wall. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for your property experts, for your entrepreneurs, if you think about social media as an attention market, it might suddenly make a lot more sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. So just one final one. So see, see Google. At the moment, I'm not doing any advertising on Google, meaning I'm not buying any keywords and, you know, playing around with SEOs and that. Yeah. At what stage do I need to start doing that? I feel like... Or do I not need to at the minute? Till I've got something to sell. I, that's what I was about to say. I would save pay-per-click until you 
um, are able to actually convert it right. on the back end. So, you know, spending money on social ads makes sense to do sooner because it can be building your brand. Yeah. Whereas spending money on web advertising, it's not so much a brand building exercise, particularly for yourself as an individual. If right. you want to build up your your brand as, uh, you know, I am Ili Aslam and here's what I do. Yeah. You know, social is built for that. Mm. You know, it's built for personal branding. Um, if you were a faceless corporate like Nike, sure. Yeah, Web advertising yeah. makes sense. Um, but as a person, you know, you can't really... There's so much that people won't be able to find about you from mm. a, Google a Google results page. Right. You know, like where's... Where's your voice? Where's your face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where are your guests? That's... What are the conversion rates though, like with Google clicks and all that? Do you know much about it? No, I don't do much web marketing myself, right. but I think that that investment is best saved for when there is something convertible on your website. So perhaps it's a lead generation uh, tool. You yeah. know, um, if you've got a downloadable resource or you've got a webinar or, you know, Things like that might make sense. Yeah. Um, perhaps if you converted some of your podcasts into blogs, mm. could be interesting. Um, That's but interesting, unless yeah. there's something on your website that is, you know, that you really want them to go and find. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't make so much sense. What about YouTube ads? I think they tend to work out slightly more expensive than other social sites. However, mm. I think that with YouTube Shorts being pushed so much. There are new ad formats available. I think they are be going to be plugging adverts into shorts um, and the way that they actually pay out to creators for that is improving as well. Yeah, so yeah. for example, they are paying creators at a higher percentage on shorts um, for ads that get put in between shorts okay. than on regular YouTube videos right now. Oh, really? Yeah, to, to get people to post more shorts, it's like, oh, actually, if you post a short mm. and we put an advert at the front of it, will actually pay you X percent of the ad revenue. Wow. Um, so that's one of the ways that they're pushing it. And that's how you know that they care about it. Yeah. But yeah, no, YouTube ads are great. So um, see someone like me, I got approached by somebody said that we'll sponsor your, your podcast. Yeah. And we'll, we need, we'll put, and even though I'm brand new, I just didn't take it. I wasn't interested because I didn't really, I, I didn't like, really like the product. So I was like, look, it's not really my thing. I'm not going to just do it for money. Yeah. Um, and I just this kind of just left it as that. But at what stage do I need to start thinking, well, I can really make something good out of this? Or do they do companies just come to you when they see that, oh, well, this guy's got potential or this brand has now got potential, will approach yeah. him or I, her? I think it can go both ways. It yeah. also, you know, it depends on do you know what you're looking for? If you've yeah. got your heart set on a particular industry or even within that a particular brand, yeah, you know, once you're happy with how you've built your podcast, you've got community, you've got the stats to back you up, there's no reason why you can't be approaching brands that you want to work with yeah. and say, you know, hi, this is what I'm about. You know, here's some data to back it up. You know, is there opportunity for a partnership here? Um, but equally, you know, brands will come to you. So one of the things that we do within the corporate side, um, we help facilitate influencer campaigns with them sometimes depending on the campaign it, it might not be individuals that we partner them up with but it might be groups it might be podcasts it might be 
panel shows as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of them happen on YouTube and podcasts as well. As long as the content that you're producing is high quality, you've got a clear theme. So it's like, oh, you know, Ibby, property, business. Mm. It's like, that's what I'm going to come to you for. Yeah, um, yeah. In the same way that I might go to Molly May for our beauty, fashion, mm. home. You know, if, if I'm Ikea, I might want to send her some furniture. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It, it works both ways. Yeah. As long as, like we said earlier, you're being authentic, mm. you've got a clear theme and you're creating content for your particular audience. You're building, you know, a foundation that you can then present to other people and say, oh, hi, I'd like to work with you. Yeah. Um, and equally, you're making it easy for people to find you that want to come and ask to work with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a very much it's a two way thing. Um, okay, I would yeah. say, though, and this is probably um, something to note for your followers, yeah. I would much rather, especially entrepreneurs, focus on sponsoring yourself in effect. So, you know, if you've got a course, if you've got a service, if you've got a product, sponsor yourself. Just make a little advert and put it on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Or even just throughout the way that you talk, make it known what you do. Yeah, It, yeah. Doesn't, it doesn't have to be a hard sell. It can just be in, in conversation and you're like, oh yeah, you know, um, in my business and we do that, like I've told you that I work in corporate recruitment marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not selling it today, <laughs> but, you know, I've made it sort of subtly, oh, that's what I do. Yeah. Um, because actually, the revenue that you're likely to make from getting people to come and buy with you, mm. I'm sure, is more than people buying the product that you're promoting at the start of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're paying you X hundred or X thousand per month. Yeah, I would still bet that having a few people actually come and work with you directly is more lucrative. Yeah, yeah and it's yeah. also easier listening. Mm. No one wants adverts. Yeah, true. Hate them. Skip <laughs> it. <laughs> I always say to people, get on social media, mm. especially if you want to be a coach. If you want to get out there, if, you, yeah. if people don't know what you do, they're never going to find you, right? Yeah. Like people that are just shy to get on the camera. Yeah. What What's your advice to them? Like, how do you what do you do? They don't need expensive gear, right? No, you don't need expensive gear. So, you know, most people have got an iPhone nowadays. Yeah. iPhone cameras are great. They are, aren't they? They're great. Yeah. You really can't go wrong if you're in a well-lit room, sit yourself by a window, yeah. get your iPhone out. It's going to look It's going to look good. Yeah. And I think that part of it is actually just practice. Repetition, right? Yeah, repetition. And, and here's the thing. If you're brand new to social media, yeah. you're starting from no followers. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to start and you're going to post a video and you might not like it. In five years' time, you probably look back and laugh at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you post it and you've still got zero followers. Mm. Right. So how many people have seen that video? Mm. None. Yeah. Maybe 10. Yeah. If you keep recording videos and you keep posting them, it's going to take you time until you've got 1,000 followers or 10,000 people see that one video. Mm. That's not going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. So actually, by the time that you've got to that amount of followers or that amount of views, compared to how you started, you've probably got a lot better at, at speaking to that camera mm. in that matter of weeks of or months. Absolutely. So that's one way of looking at it as well. Yeah. It's not, you're not going to get a million views on your first but video. But you're going to get experience, right? But you're going to get experience, yeah. That's so well put. Yeah. Well, Danny, thank you for coming on. You've, I think you've shared a good little, good information there about marketing, right? About branding, about facebook ads and this and that so yeah i appreciate that thank you yeah no problem 
That's a wrap. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this episode insightful. And if you did, make sure you subscribe so you won't miss the next one. Don't forget, we are also on YouTube. You can watch these interviews in full there too and join the discussions in the comments. Just search Ibi Aslam Uncensored. There's new episodes every week. So I'll see you there.